He said, I've been in and out of prison. I've mistreated women. I've done so many horrible things that I don't even want to say, but something happened and I don't know what's going on because for one month now, I've been a completely different person. And to me, that is the unseen story. That's the power of God to change and heal. This is the unseen story. First-hand accounts that reveal God's love and power in the lives of His children. What God has done for our storytellers, He lives to do for you. Hey guys, welcome back to The Unseen Story. We have been on a little bit of a summer break. We thought that it would be wise to just get away for a bit um, with the busyness of school ramping up and our youngest started a new school. And so we wanted to take the time to really be able to focus on him and focus on our oldest being a senior and all the things that come with that. So um, really August was just a time for us to really pour into our boys and our family. And so we thank you for your patience while we were away. And it is really nice to be back with you guys. Yeah. And we have a doozy of a story. Uh, This is our friend Zane, our new friend Zane. A lot of new friends. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard because you can't not be friends with the people that you get these stories from after you spend time with them. It's like, ah, that was amazing. Can you be my friend? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm, Totally. So uh, Zane's story is powerful. And yeah, Yeah, no spoiler alerts. Just listen to this. You're listening to Zane's story, a simple word. Hey, my name is Zane. Uh, I am married to my very favorite person in the world, Tiffany. And we have two kids, Levi and Luke. They're eight and nine. And we also run a real estate company. We have a a small team that works for us and they're amazing and we're able to renovate houses and then we sell the majority of them but we do keep some of them as rentals and then we also help pastor a local church called clear path and that's been just a beautiful journey i mean my favorite people in the world are there and uh, we're just excited to keep watching what god's doing to talk a little bit about my childhood I had a really amazing childhood and great parents. Um, Lots of people, you hear these hard stories of their childhood. I really didn't experience any of that. Um, I grew up in a family lineage that was very godly, and my parents carried that on really well. And so I saw God as a kid in, in my parents' lives, in the excess of time that my dad would spend with me, and in my mom's passion and really the commonness of how she would hear God speak. I didn't know until I was older that it was so unusual to hear God speak plainly and regularly. And so my parents went way beyond uh, the average parents. And so that's just how I assumed that life was supposed to be lived. I didn't know any different. Uh, My grandpa was the pastor of our church, and he had been for, I don't know, at the time, 20 to 25 years. And So we as a family spent countless hours working at the church, but I also spent countless hours just worshiping and praying with my friends or alone in my own bedroom. And it was just these years of 
pressing into God and getting to know him and knowing his voice. And even years down the road, when I would start realizing how uncommon it was, people would start talking to me about fancy words like prophetic or something like that. I thought it all sounded really weird. I was like, what are you talking about? And they were like, well, we want you to hear God talk. And I'm like, oh, I've been doing that since I was really little. I just thought that was, you know, normal. I don't have a fancy word for that. But, you know, I grew up watching my mom hear God so clearly. And there's one story that comes to mind when I think about that. When I was 16, I won't tell this whole story, but my family actually got kicked out of our church. And it was based primarily upon a, quote, prophetic dream that someone had that I think was at the very least, very badly interpreted. And then it was acted on by the pastor of our church without ever consulting anyone, without ever running it by the church's board or anything like that. And so I had grown up at this church for a long time and 16 years. And then we suddenly got kicked out of the church. That was a big blow to me. Like that was home for me. And about the same time, my girlfriend at the time, had broken up with me and I had never been broken up with by a girl. Side note, she's actually my wife now, so I got her back. But um, but at this time, my world had kind of fallen apart and I was driving home and my mom was in the passenger seat and my brother was in the back seat. And I w- we lived across a, a bridge, like over a lake. And I was driving over this bridge and I thought to myself, I was far from suicidal. I wasn't horribly depressed, but I was just in a hard time. And I just had this, you know, one crazy thought that came to my mind. Like I could just drive off this bridge right now. And, um, I never would have done it, but the moment I started thinking that my mom just turned to me and she goes, Zane, God says that if you drive off that bridge, he won't let anyone get hurt anyway. So you might as well just stop thinking that something along those lines. And (laughs) I, Happenings like that were not terribly uncommon with my mom. So I just grew up in this uh, this lineage of people where it was just really normal to hear God clearly. And so I think even as a kid, I just pressed in and uh, asked God a lot of questions and expected to hear answers. And he was faithful to do that. And so I'm really thankful for that kind of upbringing. Um, it was just pretty much seemed like normal life to me to live in community, to know what God was saying. And even to see miraculous healings and miracles here and there, um, it was kind of expected. And I realized over time that my childhood was very far from normal. So I love this podcast name, The Unseen Story, because as I've been thinking about this, it describes well what I've learned throughout my life of watching God do miracles. The visible miracles that I've seen always point to even greater unseen miracles. And so today I may tell a few stories of God doing something that brought awe or wonder in the natural world, but I believe that the deepest miracles are when people are brought back into a personal relationship with God, just like in God's original garden design. Every single story is just of a miracle that we see is just an outward sign that God is actually doing what he wants to do, that he's restoring his creation with our help to complete fullness, just back to his original design. So with that in mind, I would love to share a few stories of God drawing his people in very visible ways. But I think it almost starts for me in my life, and I know that we're not all the same, 
But it usually starts for me with some kind of revelation, some kind of communication from God by hearing his voice in my spirit or maybe seeing an image in my mind. And I just try to follow that. I try to follow his leading. I try to follow his voice. And everything happens from that place. So one year on my birthday, God told me that that morning, that it would be a year of power. And this was a Sunday. And I'm a musician. I lead worship sometimes. And I was leading worship that morning at church. And while I was singing in the middle of the worship time, there was just this picture that was overlaid over my vision. It was like a hologram just floating in the air. Um, I could still see everything else like normal, but there was this, just this hologram floating over everything, and it looked like a right ear. And I immediately thought, okay, maybe God wants to heal someone's ear. So I stopped singing, and I just invited whoever this vision was for in the room to come to the front. And I, I specified when I said it, I said, I saw this vision, and I'm, it, I'm very confident that it was a right ear. And so no one came to the front of the room for a minute. And eventually a lady with some minor ear problem in her left ear came to the front. I think she was just kind of waiting. No one came. She's like, well, you know, I don't have a right ear problem, but I do have an ear problem. So I'll come forward. And I respect that. That's not, that's not a downside. I would have done the same thing because I've seen God over and over let people um, tap in with their faith to, to whatever he's offering and actually receive it. But in this case, I prayed over her and to my knowledge, absolutely nothing happened. And so I just kind of let it go. Just had this, you know, kind of new experience. Didn't know why it didn't work, but I let it go. And so after service, um, a man who was new to our church came up to me. I think they might've been there for a month or something, but this guy came up to me and he said that he felt like he should have come up whenever I gave this word, but he was nervous. And his right ear had been deaf for many years after he lost his hearing in an explosion. It went off near him when he was uh, in military service. So I just laid my hand on his right ear and immediately when I touched his ear, he got full hearing and he had been completely deaf in that ear. And so we even just started testing it. We even, we even tested if he could hear a whisper from across a room while plugging his left ear and his hearing was totally perfect. So he went from no hearing in one ear to complete hearing. And so I was kind of stunned by this. It wasn't that I hadn't seen God do miracles before, but it had been pretty sporadic and I had never received it like that. And so he was stunned that God would give him back the ability to hear and even more stunned, I think, that God would care enough about him to give me the ability to hear in the spirit, to know what to do. But then it happened a second time, uh, the same type thing. And the second time it happened, I was a lot more confident. And so this was just a, I don't know, maybe a few months later, once again, I was in a church service and a picture came to my mind like a hologram. And this time it was a brain and a section of the brain was glowing. And I didn't know exactly what it meant, but I just got the mic and I asked if anyone in the room had a brain problem or an injury that they needed prayer for. And this was kind of a ridiculous question, to be honest, because our church is not huge. And especially at that time, I knew everyone in the room at that, that day really quite well. And I was like, God, nobody in this room has a brain injury. What am I doing? You know? And, um, but I went ahead and, and asked and nobody came forward. Nobody raised their hand. And so I just prayed a generic prayer for healing at that moment. God, whatever this is, we ask you for healing. And as it turned out, 
uh, we had some friends in town that day attending the service. And so just after I gave this word, they got a text message. Their best friend's son had just been in a skateboard accident and was at the hospital right then with a fractured skull, a brain bleed, and a broken arm. And he was in pretty bad condition and they were just, they were getting ready to do surgery. They were going to do it immediately. And so our friend sent back a text telling them about the word that was just given at church. And before the service ended, we had doctor confirmation that his skull had been healed. It was no longer fractured. His arm was no longer broken and his brain had stopped bleeding. And so they left the hospital with absolutely no work from doctors. This kind of blew my mind because anytime I'd seen someone get healed in the past, you at least had to go up and, you know, someone laid hands on them or something like that. In this case, we didn't even go lay hands on him. I realized in that moment, the word of God is powerful to create and mend from any distance. So I feel like that we often underestimate the word of God, even when we hear it or when we speak what he has given us. The word of God carries so much power that you don't even have to be in the room with same, uh, the same room with someone for them to be healed. A short while later, my wife and I were eating dinner with some friends at their house. And these friends didn't have so much experience with God, but the wife was really curious. So she just kept asking us questions about God. You know, questions like, can you really hear him? Does anyone actually hear God? Have you ever seen someone get healed? Is healing a real thing? Is all of this just made up nonsense? And so we just began to answer her questions while we were having dinner and tell her personal stories. At one point, I started telling her the story that I just told about the brain injury being healed. And when I did, she said, oh, well, you know, I actually have a friend who was just in a huge car wreck uh, just over a month ago. And she had a significant brain injury that occurred in this car wreck. And so she, she's in a coma. She'd been in a coma for a little over a month. And uh, the prognosis from the doctors was not good. And so we just simply responded and we told her, you know, if God can do a miracle once, he can do it again. And uh, as proven before from the story we had just told, he doesn't even need us to be in the same room, the same location. And she just said, yeah, I want that for her. And we just went on talking I don't think this couple was very sure what to think of all of our stories. It was just such a different paradigm for them. But they listened and they were intrigued. And about an hour after we left their house that night, we got a text. And the story goes that just after the time when we were telling her that story of healing, her friend woke up from the coma. And she was completely fine, completely healed. All just, I mean, it's just all because of God's faithfulness and even just this woman who has no context for this, but she just has this bit of faith, just enough to say, I want that for my friend. And so God says, okay, and God does another miracle. And if God does something supernatural, it's not that the great miracle is the healing. The great miracle is what God begins to do in the person through seeing the healing. It's just like when Jesus, um, when the paralytic is lowered down to Jesus inside the house and you know, Jesus says, hey, your sins are forgiven. And it makes everybody really mad. All the religious people are very angry. And he's like, well, okay, how about this? So that you know I, have, I am able to forgive sins, take up your mat and walk. Like the healing is just the sign 
that proves that he has forget, uh, the ability to forgive sins. It's just the proof that God has the ability to change people and to renew people and to renew right relationship with our Father. And so to me, that's what all this is about. Watching God heal is truly amazing. There's no getting around that. It's always just awe-inspiring when you see it. But honestly, watching him get to someone's heart is just as beautiful. One Friday night, I remember praying with a group of friends and I felt like that God asked me to go to a particular park. Just this place location just came to my mind. And for whatever reason, I felt like I was going to meet a dancer. And so I drove to this park and I walked around, there was a building kind of in front of the park and I walked around the side of the building. And as soon as I got around the side of it, I was stunned because there was this guy out there and he, he had his boombox set up and he was just performing this impromptu dance performance for a crowd. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was so stunned. I'd been to this location a bunch of times before and I'd never seen anyone putting on any kind of public performance. It wasn't, there was no venue here. You know, it was just a random guy who had decided to set up his boombox and dance this night. So I watched his performance and when he finished dancing, I walked up to him and I introduced myself. We talked for just a second and then I just felt like I got the sentence from God. God said, tell him there's a good father that loves him way more than any father has ever known. he's ever known and would never fail him. And so I said exactly that to this man and he just started weeping and I watched him accept God into his life right then in a way that he hadn't, he said, since he was a boy. And uh, it turned out that his past included multiple fathers who really didn't show him love or attention. And this simple moment, you know, there was no healing, there was no crazy miracle, but the simple moment, just one sentence spoken from God absolutely changed his life. And it's always amazing to me, the simple acts of obedience that God will use. Sometimes it's shockingly simple. Sometimes I want it to be more complex. Or I want it to be more of a wow factor. And so um, what I'd really love to do is share the most simple, but maybe the most impactful one of these stories to me. This story also begins with me just singing, leading worship. And God stopped me right in the middle of the set and he highlighted this man to me. And I didn't know this man. I'd never seen him before. And I really didn't want to disrupt service, but I guess that God is perfectly happy to disrupt whatever he wants to. So he told me to, to go talk to this guy. So finally, I just put my guitar down and I like motioned to the band that was playing behind me, just, hey, keep playing. And so as I approached this man, I'm like, okay, God, I'm doing what you said. What do you, what do you want me to say? And God gave me the most simple word ever for this guy. And I actually, while I was walking, I was arguing with God for a second. And I was, I was asking like, God, you got to give me something better than this. Cause I'm obviously the judge of better or best. And so I'm like, God, you got to give me something better than this to tell him. Cause like I'm breaking the flow of service to walk over and talk to him. And so I just did what God told me to do. I walked up to him and I asked him his name and he said, his name was John. And I said, John, God says that you are a really good guy. That was it. That was all I had. <laughs> and it was the whole prophetic word, very profound. So this guy just starts crying. And so I, I put my hand on him for a second. I pray a really short prayer. I walk back up to the stage. And, you know, that's the end of that experience. I didn't see or talk to John again for a month. About a month later, I'd say four or five Sundays later, I noticed him at another church service. And he approached our lead pastor 
after the service and I, I saw him pointing at me from across the room. I don't know, maybe he's making a complaint about me. And he said, I don't know what happened, but ever since that guy over there told me that I was a good guy, I've actually been a good guy. He said, it's been a little over a month and I've never been a good person before. I've always been a horrible person. He said, I've been in and out of prison. I've mistreated women. I've done so many horrible things that I don't even want to say, but something happened and I don't know what's going on because for one month now, I've been a completely different person. And to me, that is the unseen story. That's the power of God to change and heal. Like it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to put on a big show. God doesn't need our help, but he chooses to use us even in the most simple ways to restore people back to his original plan of wholeness. And I'm just really grateful that we get to be a part of that. All right, so what did you think of Zane's story? I feel like while I was listening and I was thinking about what to share, I felt like it was really, really important that I be transparent with our listeners. Okay. Um, when I listen to these stories and I hear the profound nature of what some of our storytellers experience. I mean, you can back up what I'm saying. I'm like, shut up, stop it. That did not happen. Like the unbelief Mm. or not unbelief, but the skepticism. uh, I've never experienced anything like that. And if I'm honest, I'm like, Zane, get back over here and heal our son. Mm. You know, Um, but Zane didn't get a word for our son. Mm-hmm. Zane got a word for these other folks, mm-hmm. you know, or an image. Um, and Zane's not, Zane's the messenger, right? Right, exactly. Just He's delivering the, the news that God's, of what God's doing. Amen. So that's where I am with Zane's story. Um, and so we talked to a gal that we met recently at our son's new school, and she talked about how hard it is you know, why do some people get healed and why some people don't? And man, I don't know. I can't answer that. Mm. Nobody can answer that. We sit in the midst of, I that don't know. Tension. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, that tension. Yep. And as much as we want that for our son and as much as we pray for that for our son, it hasn't happened yet. And we don't know why. We're contending with faith, big faith. And it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. And man, I'm so excited for these folks that Zane has encounters with, you know, he's like this incredible messenger for the Lord. And, and just like with Mike that we shared before the break, Zane's just saying yes, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's so powerful. And then again, I'll be just transparent. Like as much as I am in awe of the miracles the two stories that he told about the dancer and the good guy, those, those made me weep. Yeah. I think the, to me, those are the more impactful, I guess, like they hit home because I, I think the, 
the whole point is about restoring relationship. It's us reconnecting back to the garden, like mm. the way God intended. Where are you? You know, Adam, Eve, where are you? Uh, you're yeah. not where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and P.S., it's not like I don't know where you are. I know where you are, but I'm giving you an opportunity to connect with me again. And I think these moments, these miracles, these are our opportunities. It's it's sort of like God revealing himself, showing, hey, here I am. Mm. Come back to me. Uh, and, and the story of the dancer and the story of the guy in church, who, he said he was a good guy. Mm. Those are... I think are moving pictures mm. of, of God's heart mm. for his kids. Mm. Well, and it reminds me of um, back when you were a photographer for a church, um, you got uh, an interview or you took photos of a gal whose hearing was restored. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, and that's not even the greatest miracle. What God has done in my life yeah, totally. I mean, she had a really rough childhood. Mm. Yeah, and God was working it out, restoring things because he loves her and mm-hmm. he loves whoever else was a part of that equation that needed restoration as well. So it's amazing. God's love is amazing. And we are so grateful that we get to share these stories with you guys. Um, and get to make him more famous. Even from the beginning, like Zane's story is about the relationship he had with God. It was normative to hear from God, and it wasn't normal in my home. Mm. It wasn't normal in your home. Mm-mm. I think a lot of people would say it wasn't normal in their home. Mm-hmm. And I think God wants it to be normal mm-hmm. in more homes to hear from him. Amen. So I, that's, I think, the overarching thing, theme, I guess, for Zane's story is like God loves his kids. And he's still, he's still talking to them. And I hope that Zane's story invites you into that. Dialogue. Into that more, yeah, into that dialogue <laughs> with God. Yeah. So go have a chat with your dad. <laughs> he loves you. And so do we. Thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, love you guys. With every episode, we encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.